Welcome to Aladdin Isn't Indian. My name is Coven Velu, and I'm a high schooler, I'm a professional actor, and I've been wondering, why? Why don't I see myself on stage, on TV, or in the movies more often? People of my background, that is. I'm a third generation Indian American, and I've been frequently struggling to find a character that embodies and represents someone like me, without all the stereotypes and inaccurate representations. However, I realized that it is not just me, so I started this podcast to dive a little deeper into what diversity really is, because Aladdin isn't Indian. Today we will be interviewing Dr. Lee a professor of theater studies, international comparative studies, and history, while also being the director of Asian American and diaspora studies at Duke University. She considers herself to be a 1.5 generation immigrant from Korea, and she is a well-published author. Some of my favorites being Made Up Asians, Yellow Face During the Exclusion Era, and Strangers on Stage, Asia, America, theater, and performance. Let's see what she has to say about the entertainment industry and its diversity and representation. And a small disclaimer before we get started, um, the audio footage of the interview between Dr. Lee and I wasn't the best. So instead I will be narrating my own questions and uh, manually clipping, er, placing in the clips of Dr. Lee's responses throughout this episode. So my first question consisted of her background. Uh, who is she or where is she from? So I was originally uh, born and raised in Seoul, Korea. And I came to this country when I was 11. I grew up in California. And since then, I've been moving around for studies and work. My next question was, as an immigrant from Korea, how do you feel that you are being represented today?
Dr. Lee mentioned examples of representation, such as Beef on Netflix and the play Overcoat. So I followed up with another question. Has such representation always been around you? How frequently has it been around? I then asked how she brought insight into this world of theater. Being the professional that she is today, one would assume that she has influence over this industry. My next question was, what role does diversity and representation play, in her opinion, in theater? of human experience. 
experience, so-called white universal experience, but that even people of color can have universal experience, and they should be able to represent universal experience. Yeah. It's not only that white actors can play a mermaid or you know a superhero, or that's kind of what we can you know both in reality and fantasy see as this this kind of large spectrum of what we consider as the human experience. Historically, it's only been white or actors who could pass as white uh, or privileged to do that, and he, they were, they had a, also the um, opportunity to perform other races because they were seen as having more superior acting skills to do so. But what we are now discovering, or we rightly are realizing, is that any human should be able to play the universal full experience. Yeah. So I think that this is why diversity discussion is not only about, um, you know, just kind of adding a different color to whiteness. That's not what it is. What we are saying is that that we are, we are not, that everyone deserves to be unmarked in the sense that we're not always labeled as Asian or black such, but just as an actor or just as a human that I could just be a human person with a fully humanized experience um, because what if you don't do that what you're saying is that some people could be human in especially the theatrical setting like an actor who can represent a character or and some other people could be dehumanized in terms of stereotypes right they're not yes. fully human so what diversity if you really if you really look at the kind of the root of the issue issues that you're raising is, is a it's a question of who gets to represent the human experience right who gets to be yeah. a fully human character humanized character on screen and on stage i then went on to ask what does the terms diversity and representation mean to her diversity meaning oh in my opinion it might mean more uh equality and um as if it was like a split pie of all the different ethnicities in the world that everyone has to see an equal amount of their own um, race being uh, represented. Um, representation is having enough of yourself out there. Um, so it kind of goes, is that piece of the pie, I feel like representation is more like, is that piece of the pie um, enough for people of yourself to feel like you're being um, fully represented. Uh, do you think that should go hand in hand with each other in that sense? Or do you see diversity and representation in a direct correlation? Um, well, it, it depends on who is in power. Sure. That is, that's, it's, it always, I mean, whenever we talk about diversity, you have to ask the question, who is this defining the diversity? Who gets to define diversity? Right? Yeah. I mean, representation is, is a term that inherently uh, implies that there's a system of power. It's, there's, there are people who are, who have the power to represent in active sense and people who are being represented in a passive sense. Who, who is empowering in that sense? Right? So I, I don't think you could have that discussion without understanding the power structure in, say, Hollywood or Broadway. Right? Yeah. And so in terms of even, even like, you know, when you think back to the 
completely, yeah. My whole tagline for my podcast is diversity is needed in uh, the characters rather than the actors themselves because of simply that reason. I want to see more diversity in the stories behind every single character rather than the faces we see on stage, whether that be yellow face or brown face or anything in that sense. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, so that means whoever produced those show, shows at Disney, their idea of diversity was that, right? Okay. And they had a power to represent diversity in that sense. So it really begs the question. I think you have to look into the, it's kind of the, like the meta, right? You have to step back and look at the structure of power and who is deciding all these seasons and who's casting. So th- th- it, those are more important questions to me. Yeah. It's more so the leadership needs to be possibly looked at rather than the stories. Yeah. I then went on to ask how she uses her knowledge and authority for the betterment of others. In other words, why did she want to become the professional that she is today? I, I think it's okay. So I, I got into um, Asian American theater. I decided to study Asian American theater when I was in graduate school. I was preparing for exams and dissertation, and I was browsing the library. And um, I noticed that there are you know, a number of books on African American theater or Latino theater, but I didn't find anything on Asian American theater history. There was a book on Asian American drama, literary study, or anthropology, but I think that was, you know, documenting who, what, when, when, where, why of Asian American theater. So I took a tape recorder and started to interview people. And I one thing led to another, and I at the end of the project I had to stop somewhere decided um, to publish my book. I had interviewed over seventy people: actors, playwrights, directors, designers, producers. Um, and my book, my first book, A History of Asian American Theater, documents uh, my interviews of what happened, and especially like since the 1960s and on. Um, so that was the first documentation historically of Asian American theater. And um, since then, I've been continuing my research. So my latest book on Yellowface is really kind of a, a prequel to my first book, Understanding Historically What Led to the Protests That Led to the Founding of Asian American Theater Companies. Founding all Asian American theater companies. Um, so uh, it, it began with my, you know, noticing a gap in our collective knowledge of American theater history, um, and I always look for those gaps. Like what don't what don't we know? What should we know more about? Um, that's where I start with my research. That's awesome. Yeah. And to wrap things up, I asked. Where does the need for diversity lie today? Um, so I said this before, uh, but my whole tagline is that the diversity in TV, film, and theater is found in the characters and not the actors themselves. Um, where do you feel the need for diversity in entertainment lies for today? Or where does it lie? I agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it's not either or. I mean, you need, you need diversity in stories and you need diversity in actors. Not just um, actors for the sake of diversity, but what we actually need more so-called A-list actors who are of diverse backgrounds. So superstars, you know, I'm not talking about like, in my generation, we got Tom, Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise or Scarlett Johansson. Like these sure. actors that draw 
Right. Maybe we have a Denzel Washington who's of African American. Sure. You know, this, um, so we need we need to. So it's not just actors, but what category, what tier actor, what tier of actors are we talking about? Yeah. So we need we need diversity in A list actors for sure, because that's a form of gatekeeping yes. that the problem has it's been perennial. Um, and and yeah, storytelling. I mean, I think again, streaming has changed the game. So I think we are seeing many more different diversities of characters and stories. Um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, you know it, it. I don't know. I mean, right now we are experiencing what I see as like another kind of fad in Asian American story. I mean, every twenty five years we had that. We had Joey Lockwell. We had that crazy rich Asian. You know? But. That's it for today's episode. I'm super appreciative to get the chance to meet with Dr. Lee. I feel that Dr. Lee and I experience really similar backgrounds in the agreement that there overall has not been enough representation regarding our Asian heritage. Dr. Lee brought up some really valuable takeaways from the sea of confusion in this industry. Some being how the refinement needs to start with the authoritative figures of entertainment in general, and how tickets will sell and money will be made only when people see what they like or what they are used to be seeing, placing minorities in a disadvantage. However, in order to change the view of the mainstream, society needs the constant input of new ideas and, in this case, more representation. That's all for now, and next time we'll look a little deeper into where the line of diversity truly lies, because Aladdin isn't Indian.